What's going on, guys? I'm Ricardo Becerra, and welcome to Creepy Motherfucking Pasta, a podcast about stories that I find on Reddit. This one is actually off the No Sleep uh, page. This was presented by Javier Lozuana three months ago, and it's called I Migrated to the U.S. to Escape from a Demon. Who doesn't do that shit, right? It's like, I got a demon in my native country, and it's like, fuck it, let's just bounce and uh, hopefully the demon won't follow me across the border. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, the uh, folklore is amazing. Anyways, all right, so people have asked me a bunch of times why an industrial engineer like myself would move to the USA and become a custodian. Well, that guy who uh, invented flaming Hot Cheetos was a custodian, so you might have a great chance at becoming an executive over at Frito-Lay, Javier. So kudos to you. I think my life is just more predictable here. True that, very predictable. The law seem a lot more settled, I beg to differ. When I say the law is a loser in Mexico, I'm not just talking about bribing your way out of a parking ticket, but the laws of physics as well, metaphysics, reality, they seem less predictable. All right, I think this has to do with the folklore and what you think is uh, and uh, the reality of your circumstances. But anyway, who the fuck am I? I'm just a podcaster. All right, so you might stop at an amazing restaurant late one night while drunk and then never find it again after you sober up uh well just depends how fucking drunk you are and then once you sober up you're like dude i thought it was over here but it's across the streets anyways people all over are getting limpias or in auto clans to break the streaks of bad luck don't even get me started on stories about smurf dolls that bite children which seem really funny until you are alone with one okay smurfs <laughs> Smurfs, that's right, Smurfs. All right, this is why these urban legends work. I guess they all seem really funny. Jesus fucking Christ, I just laughed at a fucking Smurf. If I don't make another podcast because a fucking Smurf attacked me, then you know why. You heard it here first. When you first hear them, but then you are alone and they are creepy as hell. This is in part why I moved, because you're a little bitch. I was spending too much time alone, creeped out while working overnights, uh, praying under my breath. Our country is very Catholic, even if the government is not supposed to be. Welcome to America, you dumbass. That's me, engineer on the outside, a dozen candles with saints, and the Virgin Mary burning inside me. We are surrounded by progress, yet we continue to see the devil in all aspects of our life. He makes food spoil by tasting it. If you leave it unattended, it's gonna spoil if you don't put it in the fucking freezer, you dumbass. He dances with gorgeous women until, uh, at parties until you realize it has one foot like a goat and another like a rooster. No, they're like that already, then you drink a lot and then all of a sudden that ugly chick becomes a hottie. So it's called the beer goggles, have you it? It's called beer goggles pot. Now, he shows up as a huge dog and trashes your business. I don't have a smart answer for that one. Most stories are mischievous and end with him being scared off by prayer. These stories are ultimately empowering to believers. Okay, I guess I'll try prayer next time. One day I heard a story I really did not like, especially since it took place on the highway from Los Mochis to Topo Blanco which I drive through alone at night for work. Back then, I worked at an oil refinery. I mostly 
ran around fixing leaks and sensor errors. I was fresh out of college and really grateful to instantly get a job in my field, which would likely set me up for a life with a series of small and eventually evenly spread out promotions. In a few years, I would be supervisor, then in a few years, a daytime supervisor, and finally, I would have my own office and working nights would be a distant memory. But I never made it into my first promotion because of that goddamn road and a scary story. I had been at a party which was kind of low key. Nobody had brought beer. We really just uh, were snacking and drinking soft drinks and telling scary stories. Then somebody asked me, You take the road to Topo, don't you? To the refinery. I heard a really scary story about that road. And then they told me the story about a ghostly baby that appears in the seat next to you and tries to get you to look at its teeth. But if you do, it will lunge for your throats. So you have to ignore it while it repeatedly says, Mira mis dientitos. Mira mis dientitos. Look at my little teeth. <laughs> so I'd be scared. Wait, if somebody tells me, Mira mis dientitos, I'd be running scared. And I'd be like, fuck that. I'm not looking at your little fucking teeth. My friend laughed. All my friends laughed, actually. I pretended to, but deep inside, I was actually really angry. And I knew a seed had been planted in my head. And now my drive to work would be really really creepy for the next weeks i would feel my chest tanning on my way to work driving at night with banda corridos plane <laughs> I could no longer nap at work. <laughs> this motherfucker was napping at work. What the fuck? And after my morning drive, it would take me a while to really relax because you, that was your job, bro. Working graveyard shifts fucking suck. Believe me, I've done it before and it is the worst thing in the world. Unless you love it, then it's pretty fucking awesome. Sleeping during the day it was weird. Uh, you listen so much to traffic, so many honks and car alarms go out. Dogs bark more. Birds chirp. <laughs> this motherfucker was like, fucking birds, shut the fuck up. Birds chirping, you motherfuckers. <laughs> but it was usually the sound of children playing that would wake me up from a dead sleep. So this kid didn't like fucking kids. I could not make out what they were saying, but I was primed to hear the voice of a kid next to me, insisting to look at him. I was a wreck for a while, and I drank a lot of coffee to make sure my car did not end up a wreck too. Bruh, you need to sleep, man. That's the reason you were looking and hearing that shit because your mind was like, fuck this. I am fucking deprived of sleep. I need to get some sleep. And your fucking dumbass wants to stay the fuck awake. Finally, finally, finally. One night, I'm on my way to work around 1130 uh, to start at midnight. There is a whole lot of nothing along that part of road. Just dried bushes, billboards, and occasional exits to farms or small towns. Yeah, I've traveled those roads. He's right. Then I felt the presence before I even heard it. My whole body, ooh, I just started to get the chills. My whole body 
just kind of cramped up and I felt an intense chill. There was also a smell like dirty diapers. <laughs> it smelled like fireworks, mold and earth. Oh, he was uh, talking about like the devil, you know, like the devil's supposed to be, you smell like, uh, what is it, uh, shit. Um, oh my goodness, I just forgot the fucking word. Anyways, the smell of powder. I'll come back to that. It was not pugnant enough to make it hard to breathe, but it was certainly menacing. And then I heard the voice, childlike and casually saying, Señor, mira mis dientitos. Señor, mira mis dientitos. Sir, please look at my teeth. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'd be shitting bricks by now. It was that moment I had been dreading for the last month. Suddenly, every muscle in my body contracted and ached all at once. <laughs> it could not be real though. Obviously, I was just super tired. Exactly. Super primed. Super obsessed with this one event, so my mind was playing tricks on me. I believe that's the right observation. You need to get some sleep, brah. But then again, a little louder, I heard, Sir, please look at my teeth. I whizzed as all the air escaped me, and I forgot to catch my breath. But my lungs took a second to respond. After all that time dreading it, but I was not able to acknowledge it. I ignored the voice and kept driving. That is when I realized that my music had turned off. I went to raise the volume, but for some reason, it was not playing. I turned the knob all the way up. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Nothing. Sir, don't ignore me. All I want is for you to look at me. Look at me. I was alone with that thing in silence, so I kept my eyes forward and watched the road. Sir, please, why are you ignoring me? I'm actually getting the fucking chills, man. I'm acting like a little bitch right now. Sir, please, why are you ignoring me? It said, sounded more desperate, more frustrated, more like a child who needed help. Sir, please. I continued to ignore it. The drive was short and I knew I would make it to the parking lot if I could hold out for 15 more minutes. Goddamn, 15 more minutes. I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Get the fuck out of my car, you know? There has to be a point where you man the fuck up and you say, bruh, you need to get the fuck out of here. I'm serious. Like, it's cool and all that you're here next to me and I'm listening to you ass and I'm not going to look at you ass, but you need to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? At least that's the type of shit that I do, but I'm gangster. Sir, look at me. I promise I don't bite. See, that's the first thing that would give it away, that the motherfucker's gonna bite your ass. Cause if it's telling you I'm not gonna bite you, it's like, dude, I'm gonna bite your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least that's the type of logic that I work with. You know what I mean? So anyways, there was a hint of malice in that last statement. I could almost hear a smirk. Involuntarily, my peripheral vision just turned a little just to confirm that it was smugly toying with me. And then my vision darted back to the road. I had seen a shape, black and gray. It wasn't a smurf. What the fuck, dude? Like something burnt and buried and dug up again. I saw no eyes, no reflections, just darkness. But it was not an object, not a corpse. It was swelling and deflating in big breasts, and its arms had been moving when I caught that glimpse. I felt lightheaded. My hands swerved a little, but I quickly righted them and fixed the steering wheel in their tight grip. I wanted to cry. I was so scared and so angry that this was happening to me 
that this possibility had even been planted in my head in the first place. But I did not sob or scream. I started to pray. Padre nuestro, que estás en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. As I muttered under my breath, the presence grew more agitated and with more urgency in its voice. It said, Señor! Mira mis dientes. Señor! Señor! Stop praying and fucking look at me. It growled. Between each phrase it yelled at me. I could hear its teeth snapping shut, just like a trap that opened to spit. Curses and closed again. Señor! You rude piece of shit! You won't even fucking look at me. Shut the fuck up and look at me. I kept praying and fought the urge to have my vision stray into the seat next to me. But it did. I did not want it to happen, but I was seeing so much agitated movement, I could not avoid looking. It was small, but not baby small, nor like a fucking smurf. <laughs> this motherfucker said smurf, so I got a fucking clown on him. Its limbs were gaunt, not chubby or tuberic. I have no idea what the fuck tuberic means. It was coiled like a cat about to prounce. Its features were all gray, but it reflected no lights, so the shadow on it were extremely harsh. Its eyes were just two bottomless holes, and finally, its teeth. The one goddamn thing I should have never looked at. Uh, duh. This motherfucker said, look at my teeth, look at my teeth. You should not look at its motherfucking teeth, brah. They were terrifying. Lipless, gnarling, framed by swollen, infected gums, probably a meth hit. They were impossible to miss. Two rows of pointy yellow fangs with occasional normal looking tooth in between. They were sharp and deadly and they were coming at me. I freaked out. I swerved and my car started to spin. I can't explain the physics of it, but somehow the thing that was in the air coming for me ended up flying sideways into the back seat and my car flew off the road. See, that's why you gotta wear your fucking safety belt because if not, that shit's gonna happen. So note to all, please wear your safety belts. When I awoke, I was being pulled out from my upside down vehicle, radio at full blast. I threw my arms up and fought the paramedics who yelled at me to calm down, that it was okay. I mean, obviously, I was not okay. I ended up in the hospital with a concussion. The police showed up and told me I had fallen asleep at the wheel. I did not argue with them. My friends and family visited me and asked me what had happened. So I also told them that I had fallen asleep at the wheel. I had no interest in telling people the truth because you did fall asleep at the wheel, bro. I had no interest in telling myself the truth. I want to know if after this guy fell asleep and he woke up at the hospital or if he actually got some fucking sleep at the hospital. He no longer saw this shit. I can tell you guys a story. I'm gonna tell you, actually, you know what? I'm gonna tell you guys a story. A couple of years ago when my baby was born, I really didn't sleep because I had that uh, fear, first time parents, that my baby was going to uh, die if I stopped looking at him. You know, like if it's, if I wanted to just be attentive to see if he stopped breathing so that I could work, you know, CPR on him, whatever. You know, being a first parent and all your, basically that ignorance anyways so i wouldn't really sleep much 
but I would have sleep deprivation nightmares. So one day I was actually sitting next to him. No, I was actually, no, laying next to him. He was asleep. I was monitoring his uh, breath. And a lot of you guys could probably, you know, relate to this because being firstborn, first time parents, that's what I meant to say. A lot of you guys will relate to this, that you guys just basically look at him, admire him. And then all of a sudden you're just listening to see if they stop breathing. Anyways, I was laying next to him and I clearly saw in my head that something came from underneath our bed and grabbed me and pulled me and I felt the jerk and I basically jumped up and I said fuck man that felt real so that was from sleep deprivation you know um, but uh, after that I basically went to bed got some sleep and I don't remember ever having another episode like that I did not want to think about what had happened or planted that seed in anyone else's head. I spent a few extra days at home recovering, working up the courage to go back to work. Then I got a mex post from the insurance adjusters. It was a box and an envelope. I opened the envelope first and there was letters that said, We were able to recover the following items from your car. Your registration, a pair of broken glasses, one thermos, one rosary, four air fresheners, and one broken animal tooth charm. I did not know what they meant by an animal tooth charm, and I did not want to know. I never opened the box. Instead, I submitted my two weeks notice, and I decided to go far away. I went to go live with an aunt and uncle across the border. Finding work on a tourist visa was hard. Keeping a low profile when that visa expired was harder. Becoming a U.S. citizen was extra hard. But all was predictable. I was here for some milestones along the straight road. It was the furthest thing from the road to Topo Blanco, with its sudden twist and unexpected turns. I only travel that road in dreams now, and I've heard the voice next to me a couple of times. But it only gets so far as the word senor, then I wake up with my heart pounding. Because you're probably taking a fucking nap while you're supposed to be working, bro. It's like, senor, wake the fuck up. Clean the fucking floors. I remind myself that stuff like this does not happen here. I say a prayer, and then I try to go back to sleep. This motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, it's cool. But you need to, dude, you're giving us a bad name. Uh, you know, you're working on the, you're sleeping on the job. You consistently sleep on the job. And the reason they're telling you senor and then you wake up is because once again, they're like, senor, get your ass up and clean the motherfucking floors, mop, bitch. Anyways, guys, I'm Ricardo Becerra. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll be doing more like these. Uh, eventually, I will migrate all these episodes to the new podcast site called Creepy Motherfucking Pasta by me, Ricardo Becerra. La Parca. And if you want to listen to some uh, serial killer podcasts in Spanish and Espanol, go check out La Parca Historia de Terror. Also, if you want to listen to a uh, awesome podcast of uh, a comedy, check out Pena Ajena. It's myself and David El Queso Casares. Pretty cool. Pena Ajena. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace.